0: This stuff frustrates me. Now, yesterday we were talking about Seamus O'Regan, who is the um, Minister of Veterans Affairs and the fact that he tried to compare his leaving journalism and transitioning to another job in public service to that of a um, someone transitioning out of the military, which was absolutely ridiculous. And we pointed out why, because, you know, our jobs at the end of the day, not quite so important, although he tends to believe that. And it would shock me because his brother's in the military. Anyhow, there's a story today that uh, globalnews.ca is featuring on their website, and it is a really well-done story. It's by Mercedes Stevenson, and it's about Captain Kimberly Fawcett, who was on duty during an accident in which her son died. She lost a leg, but apparently Veterans Affairs won't pay for that leg. She needs a prosthetic leg. This happened in 2006. It's not a recent story. And so her and her husband both were in the military and it, it they received some information on the morning of February 21st that looked like they would both be deployed to Africa. So um, they quickly had to get their son, who was, I believe, nine months old, uh, to someone like I think it's her parents that were going to take care of them. And so uh, she dons her, her uniform. She puts her son in the car to drop him at his grandparents' house and she gets on the 401 outside Kingston and the worst-case scenario occurs. And here's her with Supriya DeVetti on the morning show talking about what went down.
1: So I got out of the car and went to to attend to him, and I thought, okay, we're right in the line, so if a car's coming, that's it. They're going to plow right into us and you know, he'll be killed. So I got him over to the ditch and was climbing up the embankment. And out of nowhere, a car came along, skidded and just took us out. He hit me on the right hand side and the button to my combat pant got caught in the grill of the uh, vehicle that had hit me. And uh, Karen was ejected from my arms or got hit. I don't know because I I don't remember the point of impact because I I didn't see it coming. And uh, so he had somehow left my arms, ended up at the the side of the road somewhere enough to be in the path of what was eventually um, an 18-wheeler that came along and Rode over top of them. Um, the truck driver said he thought it was a doll. Meanwhile, I had I was carried further down the highway by this other control car because my leg was attached to it. Eventually, he came to a stop, and my uh, my body was thrown forward, and uh, I hit the concrete barricade in between the east and westbound. Um, highways and sustained secondary injury I was flat on my back um, and I looked up to the sky it was clear and I thought I felt a snowflake fell on my nose and all I could think of was oh that's nice and then I don't remember anything
0: not in your worst nightmares so she goes on to continue to serve in the military despite that terrible tragedy life-changing tragedy she learns to walk again returns to work she competes in the Invictus games um she competes in numerous events by the way in the in the, the Invictus games and then she becomes the only Canadian woman to deploy to Afghanistan with a prosthetic limb and her limb cost her over $30,000 and apparently now veteran services don't want to pay for that limb here's why initial
1: summary investigation which is mandatory when somebody gets injured said that I was on duty and so and then just arbitrarily with no rules or regulations my a new commanding officer came in and just overturned the decision and that's when the nightmare began I wasn't even told that the uh, that he had overturned the decision of the summary investigation he later just said that he spoke to the person that's in charge of the portfolio for the care of the ill and injured um colonel jerry Belay, um who's now retired uh that he said oh no she can't be on duty and this was this was a family responsibility and she was just performing her you know her wifely duties and i i I think I just hit the
0: roof. You know, on the way to deployment, I think you're still on duty. Uh, to me, this is an appalling story. And I think Veterans Services uh, is having a, a terrible week, you know, with what Seamus O'Regan said yesterday and him trying to answer for it in question period. And this story, hopefully, is something is going to be done to uh, make sure that their Kimberly Fawcett, who is a captain, actually gets uh, compensated for this very expensive prosthetic, she's saying that, you know, Omar Cotter received ten thousand or $10 million and the government, you know, didn't even feel bad about it. All I want is my prosthetic limb here. Aaron O'Toole is the MP for Durham and former Veterans Affairs Minister joining me on the line right now. Aaron, thanks for being here.
2: Thanks for covering this.
0: What is at the heart of this problem here?
2: This is where big government forgets that there's people behind all these file names and the Fawcett family, and were, I heard their clip, uh, all parents, I've got young children. It's the mo- most horrific nightmare uh, come to life. And they she overcame the tragedy of losing her son, recovered, redeployed for the Canadian Armed Forces. She's done her duty for Canada, and now she sees uh, her government, and the, the Minister of Defense, the Minister of Veterans Affairs, even Prime Minister Trudeau, um, letting her case be handled by lawyers as opposed to with compassion. And it's, it's, it's shameful because it's a case where she was on duty. There's two documents the Canadian Armed Forces produced that confirm that. Why she has to go to court uh, just to, to recognize, uh, recognize that fact is shameful.
0: You brought up the, the uh, point about uh, the legal fight. Here's what she has to say about that fight. She says she won't stop trying to get what she's owed.
1: I refuse to give up. I refuse to let the military leadership say that the death of a Canadian child born and raised in Canada is acceptable collateral damage just because you serve. You know, they have these rules and regulations in place, and I, I feel like our loyalty, the whole issue of duty, honor, integrity has been thrown out the window because at the end of the day, it's it's a one-way street. It's loyalty upward. It's loyalty upward only.
2: Do you think she's right?
1: Uh, I think she's raising issues that
2: uh, are uh, we need to be fixed. She's absolutely right when it comes to the military right now is giving a lot of lip service to the family care plans. But uh, when it comes down to recognizing that both Kimberly and her husband were in active uh, units that were in pre-deployment phases and they had a family care plan The in this case parents mm-hmm. that were helping with an infant son she was executing that when a terrible accident happened she's never suggested her injury is related to military combat or service it's always been the, the injury would be covered in terms of support like the prosthetics if the determination was that the accident happened while she was on duty the family care plan Is part of your duty. The military families serve. We have military family resource centers. I helped start a charity called the True Patriot Love Foundation for military families. We know the family unit is serving. Uh, This is recognition that that she was dropping a child off as part of a family care plan, uh, but people within the military bureaucracy have gone out of their way to try and discount that.
0: Erin, what would have happened if she said, you know what, uh, I, you know, I'm you calling into whoever she reports into within the military and said, yeah, I realize that we're on, uh, we're pre-deployment here, but the weather's not great. I've got a nine-month-old son. I don't really want to risk his life in that vehicle. What would the, the fallout have been like for her?
2: Well, she she was try, trying to put duty first. And this is where, you know, she, she made the decision to try and go drop off a child, uh, She was preparing for a mission. So it was like many military families, whether one mom or dad serves or or both, they're always thinking of of the military first. And in this circumstance, uh, an accident happened as a result. And it's, it's, it's terrible to think that after she did her part to recover from that horrible loss, from the horrible injury, redeployed Afghanistan, serving our country, that she's now fighting in court. This is something Trudeau promised would never happen during the last election. And what's worse, I brought this case to Minister Steinban in the summer. Mm. I said I didn't want to politicize it. I gave him documents that showed the military recognized she was on duty. Fix this, minister. And months later, nothing. She's still in court. So it's it's another example of uh, the, the liberals are not accountable for any of these cases, and they're looked at as numbers, not families.
0: So if we don't make a big fuss out in the open, quietly they'll try and let these stories die.
2: I think so. You know, there was Veterans Affairs funding going to pay for the treatment of a murderer who never served a day in uniform, but got PTSD from killing a police officer in Nova Scotia, uh, Christopher Garnier. We brought that case up in the house. Because it showed the system is broken. When it makes mistakes, fix it. When you've omitted the care or the or the the prosthetic payment for a veteran, fix it. Don't force them to go to court. So they've they've paid benefits to people that don't deserve it in the Garnier case, and now they're forcing Kim Fawcett and your family to go through a fight against their own government. It's it's Since I gave this to the minister and since he served, I said I didn't want to politicize it, just fix it. And here we are, the year's almost over. Nothing has been done.
0: Well, it's beyond embarrassment. Uh, Captain Fawcett, she's just such an admirable uh, human being. She is actually alleging that this is about something even more sinister going on, that this is about sexist attitudes in the military. And this is within a government that likes to pride itself on gender equity um, she says there's still an old boys club that exists when it comes to women, and it's fake and it's phony, and they say one thing, but in actual fact, they do the exact opposite. I know you know uh, that you have left your position as Veterans Affairs Minister, but what do you say to that, Aaron?
2: Well, look, we have family care plans. We have military family resource centers. We talk about family, and the military, right from the chief of defense staff all the way down, does. But here was a case where individuals within the military and within the defense bureaucracy, and now politically within the Liberal government, have actually gone out of their way to overturn decisions that said she was on duty because she was ex- exercising her family care plan uh, for a family that had two people ready to deploy. It, it, is, it is terrible that the, the lip service, when it comes to push or shove, they, they discount the mom executing the family care program. And here she is. She did her part. She recovered. She redeployed. All she wants is some medical devices to help her live a good quality of life as a veteran. She raised a good point. They gave $10.5 million for, to Omar Cotter, a terrorist, and they're making her to go to court for tens of thousands of dollars. It's shameful.
0: Can Seamus O'Regan rectify this situation?
2: In one move. The, this is what I just said this to Harjit Sejan on the floor of the House of Commons, because he's still bumbling around with it. I said, you're the minister. You're the top of the org chart. You decide whether matters go to court or not. Fix this. This is why I, went, I have no sympathy, because I went on no politics behind it in the summer, sent him a detailed file, had a call with him, and nothing happens. I know they're busy. But the first first priority has to be our people in uniform, both while they're in the forces and when they're a veteran, in this case, both O'Regan and Sajun have dropped the the Faucet case. So I appreciate you raising it.
0: I appreciate your time today, Aaron. Hopefully yeah, the right thing is done.
2: Yeah, you know, sometimes you have to almost shame them to do the right thing. We've been doing that with McClintock with StatsCan. Um, it, it's sad, but it's an example of this is what the conservative opposition is doing, holding them to account. And hopefully your listeners will demand more as well.
0: Thank you very much for your time today. Thank you. Cheers.